0: Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have actress and comedian Brescia Well, who stars in the show Run the World. Coming up, I talked to Brescia about the ways Baltimore shaped her as a kid, how her family keeps her grounded, and how she navigates doubt as a rising star in the entertainment industry. Up next. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, coworkers, teammates, partners, siblings. Share it with someone you think can use some of this Good old-fashioned soul food. This week's theme is Courage to Dream. I recently had the pleasure of watching the historic home basketball game return of the Phoenix Mercurys' Brittany Griner after spending nearly 10 months in Russian custody last year. BG ran out on the court to play the game that she loves. It was emotional to see. She was balling too. 20 plus points, 10 boards, a couple of blocks, even knocked down a three point shot. And it had me thinking a lot about courage. In particular, the courage to dream of something big, something so big that we wanted more than anything. I could only imagine how deep BG had to dig within herself for the courage to keep going while she was detained. That's why it was important to speak her freedom into existence, for us to do social media posts, to write letters and for us to remind her that we had not forgotten about her. That being said, I'm sure there are people in your life that could use some encouragement. Reach out to them with your words and or your actions, and help them gain the courage to chase their dreams again. And someone who is actively trying to plant seeds of hope in her community in Baltimore is my next guest. Risha Webb is a talented actress who loves to celebrate her peers and has been a force in Hollywood for years I was really blown away by her passionate energy during our conversation. Coming up, I talked to Brescia about how her hometown gave her the opportunity to develop her acting, her thoughts on how her star-studded wedding turned out recently, and what fans of Run the World should expect from season 2 this Friday up next.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price
0: Priceline. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. My next guest is a multi-hyphenate actress, comedian, who starred in so many TV shows and films. We'd be here till next week if I listed them all. But I'll just give y'all a few. She starred in Meet the Blacks, Acrimony, Night School, Sex Tuplets, A Fall from Grace, and so, so much more. She has proven herself to be a comedic force and has taken on roles that defy stereotypes that often keep black actresses pigeonholed And now she's starting in the second season of the Star Show Set in Black Harlem. Run the World, which premieres Friday, May 26 It is my honor to welcome the incredible Brisha Well to the oh. show.
1: Thank you so much. That was such a
0: beautiful, like, intro. (laughs) Plattered. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Well deserved. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a lot going on, and rightfully so. Listen, this is
1: the one podcast that my husband told me I have to do.
0: That's love. That's love. I see you all the
1: time, and I'm watching, you know, sports stuff with him, so.
0: That's love. That's love. Recently married. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. You were three months strong. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes indeed Yes, indeed. well deserved Thank tell you. me about growing up in baltimore and what were you like as a kid well you know growing up in baltimore
1: definitely builds character um i stuck out a lot in all of my family and all of the settings that i was in church i was born uh, uh the center of attention um i'm glad television was developed so that i can be there You know, I was one of those kids. I was performing all the time and didn't, I didn't really even need an audience. So my parents already knew that I was going to be an actress. You know, I would tell them I'm going to be inside of the TV. I want to be inside of the TV. And then around four or five, I was like, I'm an Academy Award winning actress. I didn't say I'm going to win. I literally said I am an an Academy Award winning actress. I'm like, what the hell is wrong? What? (laughs) baby? we're from West Baltimore. What are you talking about? But um, it was no surprise that I went into this profession and Baltimore gave me a lot of the tools that I still use today. I went to Baltimore School for the Arts and studied there from when I was like in elementary school. They have a twigs program and I did work there and then I went to high school there and did regional theater there as well. So Baltimore built me up, you know, and of course, Baltimore has a lot of character, a lot of flavor, You real For no reason, because you've been seeing crackheads all your life. So, (laughs) you know, like it it (laughs) definitely builds character. I know where I come from and I want to make Baltimore better. So I know being out here and doing what I love to do definitely gives Baltimore some more shine.
0: Absolutely. As a native Detroiter, I already know everywhere you go, people, when they find out you from Baltimore, talk about the pain that Baltimore has has endured and still needs to overcome, but also how those beginnings have inspired you. What was it like for you navigating, chasing your goals and making good decisions based on your environment and the unfortunate things you were sometimes exposed to at a very young age?
1: Oh, wow. Um, God blessed me with amazing parents and an amazing village that really sheltered me away from everything that I could be exposed to. And they kept it real. You know, everybody said, look, you got you can see the examples in front of your face. If you go this way, it's going to turn out this way. If you go out this way, it could turn out that way. So how about you just own who you are and all the awkwardness and how much you don't fit in and do your own thing? And so my parents were very supportive of me being different. You know, me always being, you know, I went to public school and I would get picked on because, you know, everybody was like, why you talk white? Like, I was just starting articulate and my parents raised me to be that way and instead of me shying away from it I actually took pride in it and I wanted everyone else to be like me and I was like I always was the center of attention and I I took dance classes so I was always dancing in school assemblies I I didn't care if people made fun of me but that's a thing that everybody remembers about me Black History Month you know anything after school you know dances i was always doing the music videos like everybody knew Brisha was doing the most mm-hmm. so i just i just stayed in my lane and i think more kids and more people i figure could do so much service to themselves instead of trying to fit in to just right. just walk in their own lane and and own who they are and walk into that success so i'm grateful that i had a village i definitely had a family that definitely cultivated my gift and saw what I was doing you know what I wanted to do and we had the resources to put me in dance classes we had the resources to say oh I want to be in a theater show and they would take me to the auditions you know so I know that it's different for so many different families but um, with the middle class income my parents did their best and I know that that is you know why I am and where why I am who I am and why I am where I am today. So I just do my best to take care of my parents because they gave it. They gave everything to me.
0: And as you mentioned, dance, one of my favorite people walking this earth, who's an angel in my life, Debbie Allen. And I remember watching fame and watching the elegance of our people being outside of our comfort zone in a lot of ways. What was that like for you? Because obviously we were a break dancer, we were hip hop dance. there's all types of dance, but to broaden your horizons, what was that like?
1: Oh, it was incredible just to have access, you know people take for granted what access gives you know children you know um that's why i I mean Baltimore City after school care programs raised me. My parents both have working jobs and they had two jobs at times and I, they would trust these Baltimore City public school systems all day to take care of me, um, and then you go to the after school care programs, and you can learn violin, and you could learn visual arts, and you can you know do the the dictor the dictor you know uh, lecture you know championships and all of that. So you were had exposure to all of these things, and you know those those teachers and those mentors, they had so much influence on who I am and. Why I do what I do, because I just had access to be a part of those things. And it was after school care programs. That's why as soon as I, I, you know, my platform is getting bigger, I want to put more money into after school care programs for, you know, families that can't afford to get their kids um, those those dance classes and those, you know, violin Uh, You know, just all of the stuff that kids should have access and explore science classes and, you know, math and all kinds of different things. You know, now we're getting into, you know, just computers and all of these new things and technology that kids need to just have access and find interest in instead of looking at something that's in front of them, which is on the corner or, you know, just things that they know that they can get right now they need to think and dream and have the courage to dream because a lot of kids don't really have the courage to dream. And in those places of comfort where you can like be yourself and explore, Mm -hmm. you know, we take for granted that kids need that place and, you know, and they should not, it should not be about how much money you make that kids could have the advantage to dream.
0: No doubt. And I'm extremely passionate about education. I grew up going to a public school I founded a charter high school in Detroit that's been in existence for 12 years. We're a nine through 16 model. And you said something, you just alluded to something that I say all of the time, that the quality of your education should not be defined by your zip code. That's right. And there are so many young people that all they need is that opportunity. All they need is that exposure. All they need is that belief, that opportunity to be able to to strive in certain things that they're passionate about.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when I think about just how many friends I had in elementary and middle school, you know, that had such amazing minds or just people I meet, like, that just have such amazing minds that stayed in one area their whole life in one block. Mm-hmm. Their whole lives, because that's what their parents did, and their parents' parents did.
0: I ain't leaving Baltimore for nothing. Yes, no, for nothing. Fine. I ain't going to New York. I ain't going to LA. Yeah. I'm gonna be here forever.
1: Forever, and it's 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 not it's not it. It's not it. So you know, sometimes you have to be that courageous one. You know, that outlier that sees differently and wants to change the, tra- the trajectory for their whole entire family and for their legacy. Um, but they have to have the courage to do it.
0: Yes. What were some of the TV shows and actors you grew up watching that influenced you?
1: Oh, where do I start? I mean, well, executive, yeah, we have our executive producer on our show, Yvette Lee Bowser. She was, of course, was the creator of Living Single, you know, um, of course, um, uh, A Different World was a show that I grew up on for sure. Um, Martin, of course, uh, Were so many shows that i i love sex in the city when i was you know growing up and learning how to be a young lady and i, I aspire to be in the city doing things you know so it's like full circle that i get to work with patricia field um yeah there were so many tv shows that i just love but martin i mean Last i remember that was like, Detroit baby yes Detroit yes <laughs> i mean well, just one thing. My favorite song when my feet hurt, and I was singing it all day today. Um, I think that's a Detroit song. Damn, my feet hurt. I think that's a Detroit song, but it's so cold in the D. That is my jam. It's
0: so cold in the D. In the
1: deep. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's so, so inspiring. It's so inspiring. No the no great sight, like yes. the, my video. I love that song. I so shout out to the D. No I love your, your viral videos. It's so, it's it's fun and sad at the same time. But yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: And, and also an appreciation that the world got a chance to get from Baltimore. And you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you when The Wire started? What did you feel about The Wire? Well, The Wire, surprisingly,
1: was cast. A lot of the roles were cast out of my high school, the Baltimore School for the Arts. So I was just upset that I didn't get a chance to be on it. No doubt. <laughs> No, because they were casting my my classmates and they just said I came off so Disney. It's like you're just so cute. You don't you don't need to be on this drug deal and shoot them up bang bang show. I was like, why? I mean, I was really little. I was like, I looked like I was 14 forever. Um, it works to my advantage now, but right. oh god, I really wanted to be on the wire, but I, yeah, so we were so happy. I mean, it was like we could watch our teachers. And, you know our acting teachers, we could actually see them act out characters, you know, and some of them were crackheads. We were like, oh, you died last week, you know, <laughs> it was a little too close to home, so I couldn't really right. watch it because they were filming like right outside my church, you know, just like places that I was frequently around at all times. So it was really real to me. So people, yeah, I wasn't able to really appreciate it until like when I was older and I totally. still can't, it's still a little, it's too close to home.
0: Totally makes sense and I want to give you a shout because Run the World is going into its second season. Yes. And all your four girlfriends who have it all together one day and are questioning everything else the next. Yes. Have there been moments in your life when you related to those feelings of doubt and how did you handle them?
1: I mean, I think if we talk about doubt, I have a doubt so many times a day. You know, but um especially in my career, I mean I chose a very interesting career where you don't know what's around the corner. You, you can have something one day and not have it the next moment. Um, and so, you know, I tried to my best not to live in doubt. I try my best to fight through it. Um, it's a, it's a constant walk of faith and belief in myself and building myself up. So I don't have to live in doubt. Um, but that's what's so great about playing these flawed characters, you know, in this new season, um, these girlfriends are going through so much together at the same time and they're choosing to be selfish in every single situation that they're in in their careers and their love lives and um, their families, you know, so it, it, you know, you doubt yourself in these decisions that make you selfish. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, I'm being selfish and I don't know if I'm making the right decision. And sometimes you have to check in with your girlfriends to remind you of yourself and say, no, this is what you said. And this is what you want to do. And you're right. And I got your back through it while you walk this out. And sometimes that's all you need is somebody to like have like somebody to be in your corner.
0: And, And you mentioned earlier, I want to also congratulate you and um Nick Jones, Jr., television writer, happily married in February, Mm star-studded event. Marlon Wayans was there. Kelly Rowland was one of the bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. Tell me one of your favorite things about this day and how hard was it making your seating chart?
1: Oh, my God. The seating chart. I I didn't know if we were going to make it with that seating chart. (laughs) I kept adding people. My husband was like, girl, we said 100 and now we had 130. What are you doing? It was hard. It was that was the hardest thing in the world. People said it was going to be hard, but it really was. Um my favorite thing about my wedding or our wedding, I, I mean, just doing it. It was just so much planning and so much, you know, anticipation around it. I was just so happy and grateful to just that everything just went seamless. We got to honor my father. We had a great efficient major officiated our wedding the singer um I had a choir you Mm. know sing a gospel song that was really meaningful to myself and my family um I I became a bonus mom I became a stepmom you know so it was it was it was just so many points I can't just have one I mean it was just a, a magical beautiful day and I'm I'm so grateful I got to do it like and now I'm living in my my dream life with my husband it's amazing
0: that's incredible so more details what, what shoes what dress oh Man, the shoes the dress
1: okay I wore a dolly oh, dress. the you know oh the music oh the music was top tier I did a performance um I wrote a song for my my husband I do like these like crazy little like characters and um I did a, a performed with my band I had my band at my reception um, of course, cause I'm
0: extra, I'm going to perform. No question. What's the name of the band? What did y'all perform? Well, the
1: sweaty wall bangers is the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny band. And, um, I, I just did my own funny rendition of love was made for me and you. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cute. I love that. Um, yeah, my dress was Dahlia Lahav. My shoes were Kasadae. And I had two costume changes with costume changes. I changed my dress no, no and my doubt. shoes. I mean, I I, I changed hairstyles. I was, I'm extra. So if we're going to do it. All your he, glory. Yeah, my All husband did it too. He was like, I have a new, he surprised me. He had another outfit. Cause usually he's just like, I'm fine. I'm good laid <laughs> back. But then he became like a, a diva that day. Like he was I'm like, good. I got a velvet. I got this, yes. got this paisley. Yes. I was like, you better step out. Yeah, no grand bottoms on. I was Gotta like,
0: represent. Gotta represent.
1: Very proud of him.
0: That is awesome. And also, I love watching the Essence event. And you was hyping up your friend Chloe Bailey.
1: No, the funny thing about it is, oh. I met her years ago when she was a little girl. Her and her sister. And I'm just so proud of both of them. But at the Essence event, it was really interesting because she was on stage. And they were asking us several times to have a seat. And I literally turned around and I started seeing her on stage waiting for us to see, you know, sit down and everyone's just running and talking and, you know, la, 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 la la in front of her face. And I started to see her shrink. Mm. And I was like, absolutely not. Not on my watch. And I didn't even know anybody was filming me but Mm -hmm. I wanted to boast her up. Also get everybody's attention that Chloe Bailey is on stage and she is an amazing performer and she deserves our attention. She's waiting for us, but at the same time, honey, do not shrink. Get -hmm. our attention. It's okay. And if you're not, I'm going to do it for you. I'm Mm -hmm. very much so an auntie in that way. I love celebrating people. People that deserve to be celebrated. And I really wanted to celebrate her because I feel like some people don't have her back and they don't give her like, the props that she needs. And I was like, go ahead, Haley, you, come on, Kelly and Chloe, Chloe, you better, it's all right.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And that was needed and appreciated. Oh. And it also made me think, what is something you think more black women in the industry need to hear from one another?
1: That we love them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in the industry, you know, in this industry, You know, being Hollywood and just working actors and just, it's everyone's just trying to climb to get to the top and stay relevant. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we've created this narrative that there's not enough room for everyone to have a seat at the table and that we have to claw or we have to become friends with so and so just because of the significance of who they are and what they can do for us. And I think that's complete BS. I love the black women that I'm around. I love the black women in my cast. I celebrate black women because we we made it. I came from Baltimore and I didn't go back home. I stayed on the trajectory. I'm doing my career and I'm I'm loving who I'm who I am and who I'm becoming. And I think black women need to celebrate each other more. You know, so I love when I see videos of Angela Bassett, you know, celebrating black women, you know, and Taraji and, you know. All of those amazing women that just celebrate easily, like, hey, girl, how you doing? I loved your work. I love, you know, I feel like Black women need to celebrate each other more. And we do, but we can always do it more like, hey, girl, I see you, sis. Like, and and genuinely do it.
0: No doubt. And I have that same challenge for Black men. Yes. Because a lot of times I see women willing to celebrate each other. Nice dress, nice arms, nice shoes. And a lot of times we want a meme mug. Or we want to not necessarily, you know, give it up, but criticize one another. So what has it been like for you, like just navigating this fame and this celebrity, but also staying genuine and authentic to who you are and how you were raised?
1: Look, I go home and I take the trash out. I mean, I don't, now I don't because I have a husband. But <laughs> like, you know, there's something about doing your own work and just being grounded that I, you know, that I just love, you know, about me you know? And I think that's the thing, like at the end of the day, I'm trying my best not to take myself that seriously. Like, yes, I'm proud of myself. I can, I've done all of these amazing things, but at the same time, I, I am still looking up and I'm still aspiring to be something more than what I am. And so I think that just living in gratitude keeps me humble. Um, And, just remembering, like everybody wipes their own ass. Like, like, don't take, like, please. I can't. I don't have room for people who don't, you know, that take this for granted. This this platform, and of course, working with Cicely Tyson, and you know, and and working with Felicia Rashad, and being around them, and hearing the way they speak about their time in the in the industry, you know, while they were working, you know, and while Cicely Tyson, everything she's overcome. And her saying the platform, the platform that you have is so important because media is everything and how people see themselves reflected is everything. And so that made me not take myself too seriously at all and just get to the work. Like, what do I need to say? How can I how can my work speak for me? Mm -hmm. What is my legacy going to leave behind? Like, that's more important to me.
0: Continue to inspire, stay in your glory. But before I let you get out of here, I got a rapid-fire segment called "Ghana 60 Seconds." You ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. Name one actor you dream of sharing the screen with in the future.
1: Actor I dream of sharing—they've all kind of passed, but okay, it's alive right now. Because so I've worked with Angela Bassett, I would love to work with Angela Bassett again. I would love to i worked with her on er but like she's phenomenal i've worked with taraji but i want to work with her more our scenes weren't together so i would love to work with her regina hall who's hilarious um i would love we would have a good time (laughs) we'd have a good time regina king there's so many wonderful women that i would i still have yet to work with and um I'm looking forward to, I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm excited for what's to come.
0: Well, this show has been about good karma. And usually when somebody says they want to work with somebody or something's going to happen in their career, I follow up. And I noticed that it normally takes place. So those are going to take place. Stay tuned, everybody. Thank you. One piece of advice you would give someone planning their wedding.
1: One piece of advice. Live in the moment. It's not that serious. Remember, you're getting married like you're it's it's just a wedding. Be more invested in the person you're marrying than the than the the party. It's a party. It's a very expensive party. And you're not going to be able to eat the food. (laughs) <laughs> I was born down that I was going to be able to eat I wasn't going to eat the food and I was like oh we are eating I have this amazing food we are going to eat I didn't eat none of that food we ordered burgers room service burgers pissed off still to this day
0: you are performing getting married worried about the seating chart 150 seafood. people had pulling had at you nothing nothing
1: <laughs> Rancino and steak and they ain't have no cake, nothing. <laughs> All that planning.
0: Oh man. Lastly, but certainly not least, what can fans of Run the World expect from this upcoming season?
1: Uh we're we're picking up right from where we left off. And we left you guys on a cliffhanger. Just expect more fun, more sexiness. You know, just more tantalizing, you know, binge watching, just all of the things, you know, women just running the world in their own lives and their careers, choosing themselves and being bosses.
0: Beyonce said it. Who run the world? Well, we gotta oh, answer girl, now. sure well. Be incredible. Thank, Thank you me. very much for taking the time.
1: Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you. I, I see you on the sports center because you know the finals is here. So,
0: no doubt it's that time of year. No doubt. No doubt. Every other day, last call, last call. Last call. Last call. I'd like to thank Brescia Webb for stopping by the podcast and make sure you check out the second season of Run the World on Stars this Friday, May 26th. One thing that stuck out to me about Brescia is how aware she is of her community and how it plays such a big part in her reaching her goals. After school programs and great schools matter. Giving kids access to the arts matters. Access to sports matters. Access to STEM matters. Hearing Brescia talk about how important youth programs were to her reminds me of how proud I am to continue to give back to my community in Detroit. So I ask you this, how did your school or youth programs shape your life? Who are the mentors you found then and still remember to this day? Remember, go back to those spaces and give back. Never forget where you came from because you now have the power to keep this path of greatness alive for generations to come. I'm the Renaissance man. See you next week.